It's June the 6th. Let's read the Bible. Welcome back, friends. You know what it is. From Genesis to Revelation in just one year. Thank you for hopping on the Bible bus with us. Today, we are in the very middle of the Gospel of John. Before I get into the text uh, today, let me just mention a couple things to you. I have told you a number of times the importance of subscribing. Uh, if liking these videos, you click on the like button. If you did that every day, that would help uh, in the algorithm. That would help boost us up and more people around the world on Facebook and Rumble They would and YouTube. They would know about us. So liking the videos is important and also subscribing on YouTube and on Rumble. The Keep Believing Rumble and YouTube channels. So I got a note the other day. Somebody said, Pastor Ray, thank you for telling us to subscribe. I didn't really know what you were talking about. I just, I didn't understand it. Then I looked and I saw all I had to do was push a button. Just put, tick on YouTube, it says subscribe, push a button. You don't have to fill anything out. You don't have to give any money. You don't have to make any long-term promises. The subscription just means every time we post a new video, you get a notice from YouTube that there's a new Keep Believing, Let's Read the Bible video. So, and my friends said, I couldn't believe how easy it was. It really is easy. So on YouTube, please uh, like these videos and then click on that subscribe button. Maybe it's a little bell. You'll see it. It says subscribe. You click on it and it's free. You could help us a great deal. And you do the same thing on Rumble. Now today, the seventh and final of the great sign miracles. We're coming today to the end of the first part of the Gospel of John the public ministry of the Son of God. We've been talking about the first miracle and the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth and the sixth. Yesterday was number six, the healing of the man born blind. That's a fantastic miracle. But today, we're going to go to the top, top of the mountain, the seventh and final sign miracle, proving that Jesus is who he said he was, the raising of Lazarus from the dead. This is a passage, particularly Pastors return to it at Easter time. We return to it at funerals often because it gives such hope to our hearts. Let's now begin to read John chapter 11. Oh, before we begin, let's just pray. Lord, we ask once again that you would open the eyes of our hearts. Lord, open our eyes that we could behold wonderful things from your word. Help us to read this, not just as a story, but as your word to us today. Change us by the power of your word and through your Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, John 11. Now, a man was sick, Lazarus from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. And it was her brother Lazarus who was sick. So the sister sent a message to him, Lord, the one whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard it, he said, the sickness will not end in death, but it is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Martha her sister, and Lazarus. So when he heard he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after that, he said to his disciples, let's go to Judea again. Rabbi, his disciples told him, just now the Jews tried to stone you and you're going there again? Aren't there 12 hours in a day? Jesus answered. If anyone walks during the day, he doesn't stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks during the night, he does stumble because the light is not in him. He said this and then he told them, our friend Lazarus, hath fallen asleep, but I'm on my way to wake him up. Then the disciples said to him, Lord, if he's fallen asleep, he will get well. 
Jesus, however, was speaking about his death, but they thought he was speaking about natural sleep. So Jesus then told them plainly, Lazarus has died. I'm glad for you that I wasn't there so that you may believe, but let's go to him. Then Thomas, called twin, said to his fellow disciples, let's go too, so that we may die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, less than two miles away. Many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them about their brother. As soon as Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary remained seated in the house. Then Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Yet even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Your brother will rise again, Jesus told her. Martha said to him, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she told him. I believe you are the Messiah, the Son of God who comes into the world. Having said this, she went back and called her sister Mary, saying in private, The teacher is here and is calling for you. As soon as Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. The Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw that Mary got up quickly and went out. They followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to, the, to cry there. As soon as Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and told him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her crying and the Jews who had come with her crying, he was deeply moved in his spirit and troubled. Where have you put him? He asked. Lord, they told him, come and see. Jesus wept. So the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, couldn't he who opened the blind man's eyes also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Remove the stone, Jesus said. Martha, the dead man's sister, told him, Lord, there is already a stench because he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Didn't I tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they removed the stone. Then Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you heard me. I know that you always hear me, but because of the crowd standing here, I said this so that they may believe you sent me. After he said this, he shouted with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, bound hand and foot with linen strips and with his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, unwrap him and let him go. Therefore, many of the Jews who came to Mary and saw what he did believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. So the chief priests and the Pharisees convened the Sanhedrin and were saying, what are we going to do since this man is doing many signs? If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him and the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. One of them, Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, said to them, you know nothing at all. You're not considering that it is to your advantage that one man should die for the people rather than the whole nation perish. He did not say this on his own. But being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus was going to die for the nation, and not for the nation only, but also to unite the scattered children of God. So from that day on, they plotted to kill him. Jesus, therefore, no longer walked openly among the Jews, but departed from them to the countryside near the wilderness to a town called Ephraim, and he stayed there with the disciples. Now, the Jewish Passover was near, and many went up to Jerusalem from the country 
to purify themselves before the Passover. They were looking for Jesus and asking one another as they stood in the temple, what do you think? He won't come to the festival, will he? The chief priest and the Pharisees had given orders that if anyone knew where he was, he should report it so that they could arrest him. John chapter 12. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus was, the one Jesus had raised from the dead. So they gave a dinner for him there. Martha was serving them and Lazarus was one of those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of perfume, pure and expensive nard, a point anointed Jesus' head and wiped his feet with her hair. So the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Then one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was about to betray him, said, Why wasn't this perfume sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He didn't say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He was in charge of the money bag and would steal part of what was put in it. Jesus answered, Leave her alone. She has kept it for the day of my burial. For you always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. Then a large crowd of the Jews learned he was there. They came not only because of Jesus, but also to see Lazarus, the one he had raised from the dead. But the chief priest had decided to kill Lazarus also because he was the reason many of the Jews were deserting them and believing in Jesus. The next day, when the large crowd that had come to the festival heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they took palm branches and went out to meet him. They kept shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it is written, Do not be afraid, daughter Zion. Look, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first. However, when Jesus was glorified, they remembered that these things had been written about him and that they had done these things to him. Meanwhile, the crowd which had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to testify. This is also why the crowd met him, because they heard he had done this side. Then the Pharisees said to one another, You see, you've accomplished nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. Now, some Greeks were among those who went up to worship at the festival. So they came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and requested of him, Sir, we want to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew, then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus replied to them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains by itself. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. The one who loves his life will lose it, and the one who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. Where I am, there my servant also will be. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Now my soul is troubled. What should I say? Father, save me from this hour. This is why I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said it was thunder. Others said an angel has spoken to him. Jesus responded, this voice came not for me, but for you. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. As for me, if I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate what kind of death he was about to die. Then the, then the crowd replied to him, We have heard from the law that the Messiah will remain forever. So 
How can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Jesus answered, The light will be with you only a little longer. Walk while you have the light so that darkness doesn't overtake you. The one who walks in darkness doesn't know where he's going. While you have the light, believe in the light so that you may become children of light. Jesus said this, then went away and hid from them. Even though he had performed so many signs in their presence, they did not believe in him. This was to fulfill the word of Isaiah the prophet who said, Lord, who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? This is why they were unable to believe, because Isaiah also said, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, so that they would not see with their eyes or understand with their hearts, and turn, die, would heal them. Isaiah said all these things because he saw his glory and spoke about him. Nevertheless, many did believe in him, even among the rulers, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, so that they would not be banned from the synagogue. For they loved human praise more than praise from God. Jesus cried out, The one who believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. The one who sees me sees him who sent me. I have come as light into the world, so that everyone who believes in me would not remain in darkness. If anyone hears my words and doesn't keep them, I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. The one who rejects me and doesn't receive my sayings has this as his judge. The word I have spoken will judge him on the last day. For I have not spoken on my own, but the Father himself who sent me has given me a command to say everything I have said. I know his command is eternal life. So the things that I speak, I speak just as the Father has told me. End of chapter 12. End of the public ministry section of the Gospel of John. And I'm, I'm almost stunned as I think about it. We like to think that miracles will convince people, Lord, show us a miracle, then people believe. The, uh, the chief priests and the Pharisee, they knew all about these seven signs, and still they didn't believe. Their hearts were hardened. Their, their eyes were shut. It's a miracle that anybody should believe. Let's just remember this. Salvation is by grace through faith, according to God's will. God calls, he saves, he gives light, and we believe. If you are saved today, do not take any credit. Salvation is of the Lord. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Jesus said, I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. Why? Because the world's already under judgment. Take a look around, friends. Take a look around. Take a look at the folly and the foolishness and the sin and the, and the perversion and the indecency and the disrespect. And uh, even, as Jesus said, the love of many will grow cold. Certainly, that has happened in our day. The world is already under judgment. Jesus didn't come to send the world to hell. The world is already going to hell. He came to save the world by offering himself on the cross so that anyone, anywhere, anytime could believe in him and be saved. God knows what he's doing, and he's doing it. So let us rejoice. We have a great Savior. You can truthfully say to anybody you meet today, if you come to Jesus, you'll be saved. If you believe on him, you'll have a brand new life. So rejoice. 
be glad today and put the good news on your lips, ready to share it with anyone who will listen, because anyone, anywhere who believes will be saved. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is what? The power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And it's the Greeks are even mentioned here in John 12. They said, we would see Jesus. Anybody who truly has a heart to see him is going to see him. So go out and rejoice. We've got a great Savior and a great salvation. When we get come back tomorrow, we're going to start to walk through the wonderful, beautiful upper room discourse. Thursday night before the crucifixion. That's coming up tomorrow. Have a great day. God bless you folks. See you back here tomorrow.